if you see a job post that wants you to do uh, graphic design, UX design, UI design, also some uh, UI uh, UX strategy, and why not uh, even uh, front-end coding, then uh, yeah, run <laughs> and don't apply. everybody and welcome to a new episode of Honest UX Talks. I am as usually joined by Anfisa and today we'll be discussing a topic that's super uh, important and interesting for people who are looking to break into the design industry uh, and that is getting your first UX job. And we know very well that there's the famous vicious circle of uh, not being able to find a job because you have no experience because you can't find a job to build experience. And so uh, it's, it's an internal uh, vicious circle that uh, uh, aspiring designers have to go through. And today we will try to unlock some of the tips and tricks and uh, recommendations around um, breaking this uh, circle and being able to finally land your first design job, as well as understanding what are some red flags or things to look after when you check out the job requirements or decide to apply decide to apply to a certain job. So with this intro uh, in mind, I uh, would love to start uh, our routine, weekly routine and ask Anfisa how her week went. Hello everybody, welcome back on the next episode. We are happy to have you. The last few weeks were um, super busy at work, basically. Um, it was not so much about the content. I almost uh, forgot to post anything. I almost forgot to focus on this. So it was very, very work, kind of busy. Um, there were a little bit of ups and downs, but um, it's still okay. Like I felt the last few weeks too, super dedicated to the company I'm working at. And I think this is also something interesting cover, coming up to the today's topic, because, you know, be, when you search for a job, it's super important to be strategic and think about what's the perfect job look like for you and what are the factors you need to consider and stuff like this because those will affect your life literally like every single day would depend on your choices you're doing through the career uh, hunt so it's important and that would be an interesting topic to tackle today oh by the way i forgot to mention quick highlight i, I was mentioning before to you that i'm planning to do a little bit of a more public talks so we did have the very first talk um this year so i'm excited for that um it was for friends of figma it was pretty cool because it was really also about transitioning to your design and paving your way into it and making the first steps and thinking about you know this learning persona journey or um, the reflections uh, sort of exercise that you should do before jumping into the design and understanding who do you want to become and again being a bit more strategic and take control of your path into UX. So that was a pretty interesting talk and I think it was um, a good one. The recording will, so will also be available. So maybe after this, um, after we publish this post, I'll also drop the link uh, if you want to check it out. But yeah, that's it from my side. I'm pretty sure you have much more to share. So go ahead, Ioana. <laughs> something great happened this two weeks. <laughs> yeah, something uh, incredible happened. Um, I actually officially launched the UX bootcamp that I've been working on for the past year. I've worked uh, heavily uh, um, alongside a team of uh, another eight designers 
some of them working at uh, Google, others at, uh, I don't know, uh, Fitbit, Adobe. We have all sorts of backgrounds, different uh, freelancers on the team. And so we have all sorts of perspectives in this learning journey that we've built. And uh, we've launched it last week. And now uh, we're in the process of uh, gathering and building our first cohort. So it's exciting. I'm looking forward to see people transition into UX design with our help. Uh, and uh, we feel like we found the right recipe, if you want, the perfect balance of mentoring, um, a personalized, solid curriculum, and also a practical project. So, yeah, indeed, it was a very exciting time for me. And um, I'm, I think I'm, I'm contemplating exciting times ahead as well. Uh, as you were talking, Anfisa, I was thinking maybe, um, I think that this job topic that we're tackling today is so broad that maybe it deserves two episodes. So um, I'd say we focus today on how to find a job as a UX, as a junior designer, as an aspiring designer. So your first UX job and what it means to understand red flags and, um, and job descriptions. And then maybe we do another episode where we discuss job hunting for senior designers because I think it's a completely different story mm -hmm. and I don't want to miss out on uh, giving it the attention it deserves because um, as senior designers, I think you face other challenges. Uh, there are different struggles. And so it's really interesting to uh, dedicate an episode on its own. Totally agree. Yeah. Like when you are in the beginning, you're almost like in the dark and you maybe feel a bit desperate, like I really need that job. But that's maybe a bit of a wrong mindset to go into this process. It's an interesting topic that we have to discuss, whereas when you are a bit of a hiring or let's say uh, farther on in your journey, you might it's a different story you already know what you want you maybe know what are the next steps for you what do you want to just like what skill do you want to develop what company you're looking for you have experience understanding how maybe good or bad company operates so it's a different story and your portfolio would look very different because again you, the job you pick today as your first step would highly affect your portfolio and will highly affect your skill set that you put in your cv and your portfolio so your cv will talk for itself sometimes i know that for the more like senior designer's CV is more important than portfolio because the company and the portfolio names in your company would talk for itself, um, not necessarily as much as the case studies. And so it's it's definitely a topic that is different. Um, so let's dive into the topic where, yeah, how do you how do you get started? How do you find your first job? How do you make sure it's a perfect fit for you personally? And I want to emphasize on this um, because I know that most likely you're thinking that I have to fit into this, whatever company, please take me. Not the right mindset. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, let's totally talk about it. And I think we start. We should start with uh, finding your first design job. How do you go about it? So how do you go about your job hunt as an aspiring designer? What are the things that you might need to enable your job hunt? And pretty much, yeah, high-level uh, tips and tricks, recommendations around finding and landing your first job. What are your thoughts on this, Anfisa? Oh my God, where do we start? <laughs> In a few episodes ago, we were discussing about taking control and reflect about your, let's say, learning persona, about who you are, what do you want and stuff like this. So it's coming back to the origins right now. When you get started, you need to understand where, what do you target? You want to be, you want to target something specific. You don't want to go broad and target absolutely every single uh, job uh, announcement or job post that you see online. 
because that would be almost like hitting you know <laughs> to any girl you know it's it's really about being being honest with yourself about what do you want what you search why are you a good fit for whatever company and you need to maybe start by understanding like what kind of career do you want to embark yourself in do you want to start with design agency it's a bit easier to start from design agency but you have to understand that you'll have multiple projects at the same time you might be able to um yeah like you maybe you will be focusing more on the tactical nuances in the beginning um so it's not going to be super ux and research um kind of based if you're looking into this and maybe maybe you want to start from the other angle maybe you want to start from the startup from understanding the business models and business logics and understanding how like the world of CEOs and CTOs work and how they make decisions and how do you build company from scratch how do you make those decisions uh, that will affect maybe the whole journey for the next I don't know, 10 years and how do you um, navigate the product and stuff like this or maybe you want to already work in the established company product company and um, you know expand on the product portfolio maybe work on the usability accessibility in the product and stuff like this so it's really about you understanding where do you want to start from where do you want to fit in and again there are many many uh, puzzles I'm just bringing up the most um, obvious ones like design agency product company startup even a freelancer you can start as a freelancer though as I said many times before I do not recommend to start as the freelancer because it's like being a jack of all trades and um, if you don't have experience you will not focus much on the design skill but you will actually focus on being developing all other skills maybe even more soft skills than hard hard skills um you'd be the hr the pm the da the whoever <laughs> but not necessarily just ux or so i think i think like it's easier to start from design agency personal opinion um i've seen a lot of designers my students mainly would start from design agency some of them would find also product companies, but then you would you would need to be at least like two years in the journey and have a bit of a better insider understanding from other projects. But um, the first question, my bottom line here, the first question I think you should start from is where do you want to start? What's the direction you want to take? The question number one to yourself. Second question is really, okay, how do you understand the needs of the company or groups of companies I've picked up? Um, how do you fit in, right? What are the things that you can bring to their table? So what are the natural skills that you might have? Either it is hard skills or soft skills, maybe transferable skills if you're moving from the other um, industry or similar yeah, direction. Um, and, and I think the last one is also what are you excited to do really what are your natural interest what kind of company you want to be a part of so really kind of like answering three basic questions to yourself to yourself um, what company you want to work for how can I be helpful to them what are my great skills that could complement any company and also, um, what do I actually want to do? Like, what, what would make me excited? <laughs> what do I want to be a part of, really? And by being kind of confident in those three questions, it would give you already a certain perspective as to which companies you should target and what uh, job um, profiles you should look for, uh, maybe what even skills that will need to be listed in that job position a description. Um, I actually have another uh, template that I've shared in that um, 
Friends of Figma talk I mentioned earlier. Like I have the Notion template uh, that I share with my students as to how do you maybe want to search for your dream job and like um, how do you list your goals? How do you search for companies? So maybe if you want to use that Notion template, um, check out the show notes. I'll leave the link down below. Maybe it could be helpful for you. But, um, but be a bit really strategic as to where do you fit in and what could be um, the companies that work well with your interest. This way, when you have a very kind of certain picture in your mind, certain vision, I would say, in your mind, it's a bit easier to be confident in what you're looking. And when you are in the job interview and, you know, somebody is asking you, why do you want to work for us, with us, whatever, um, you know exactly already. So you don't like come up with some very abstract, very vague and very not targeted answers, because this is very, is this something that uh, people who talk to you feel and um, they can understand that you're not excited and you're like hitting on any kind of job that comes in your way. And it's, it's you wasting your time and, and these people like this, let's say HR recruiters time. So I think it's the first important um, takeaway from today's conversation, at least from my understanding that you need to be strategic as um, coming into your job. Of course, sometimes you want to be open and you want to see whatever it means opportunities comes your way it's also another way to go about it but if you want to find a perfect job I think you need to start from yourself <laughs> if that makes sense um, what do you think Joanna? I totally agree with everything you just said um, this is also what I always advise the people that I talk to that are looking to break into the UX industry that you should start by uh, creating a map of yourself if you want like an exercise quite similar to what you just described understanding what makes you happy what you're good at what transferable skills you have from previous jobs what you would be uh, excited to work on and stuff like that so mapping out in a quite a tangible sketching exercise who you are in the professional world and then taking it from there so this is the the best way to start um to continue on the question that you asked uh, uh that you uh, indicated as the first question to ask so where do i want to work with where where do i want to work what company do i want to work with what kind of uh, um what kind of company uh, am i interested in joining i think that if you don't have a innate or clear answer to that the best way is to join an established design team. So if you have that opportunity in the early stages of your career when you're transitioning into UX design, the best way to start is by joining a team of designers who already have some experience or a lot of experience. It's best if it's already a mature design team, even if it's through an internship, this will be your most valuable um, entry-level experience if you want your most valuable valuable gateway to the design industry because you will be learning a lot from other people so as human beings in general we learn best when we work with other people and learn from them so um, this is if, if you don't know if you don't have any strong feeling about being a solo freelancer then maybe you could consider uh, looking for companies that offer jobs in, a, in an existing design team. Um, what I would also like to add to this first question around finding your first design job is that um, to actually, after you figure out everything that Anfisa recommended and is great, it's the, it's, the, it's the essential starting point if you want, then you will probably need to start preparing for your applications and for your job interviews. And so uh, to find and land your first UX job, um, one side of the story is figuring out which job you want to have. And then 
how do I get there? And for the question, how do I get there? Probably you will be needing some uh, classic ingredients if you want. So on one hand, you'll need a portfolio. And we know that portfolios are super hard, uh, almost impossible to build when you have no first job and no experience to include in your portfolio. But there are some ways to go about it. You can volunteer on projects. You can help a family uh, relative or a friend that has a small business and they need some sort of digital experience design. And so... Uh, you can look around you and start doing practical projects and then building your entry-level portfolio, which doesn't have to be as mature and complex as the portfolio of a senior designer with, I don't know, four or five projects. You can have one, two projects and then explain more about why you're unique, um, what, what value you can bring to a team and so on and to a company. And so, yeah, you need a portfolio, then you will need definitely uh, some networking efforts. So uh, as an entry-level designer, but also as a senior designer, so as a designer in general, uh, your network matters. And I would say that you start reaching out to other designers, creating relationships that are not superficial, where you don't just ask people to help you with stuff or do things for you, but you also exchange ideas and uh, contribute to their, um, to their own uh, existence. And uh, yeah, create a network of designers, of recruiters, introduce yourself, uh, be personal, but don't be just um, unidirectional, uh, give something in return, ask questions, and uh, yeah, this is this is an important pillar of your uh, of your job hunt and your successful job hunt, if you want. And then also another important point in the beginning is uh, that you uh, try to find someone to guide you with your job hunt and help you prepare for your interviews because uh, probably in the beginning you'll be super stressed out and it will feel like you have no idea how to go there and what do I say and how do I present myself and how do I present my work. So probably finding a senior designer that uh, is open to help you, uh, mentors, anybody around you that can support you with uh, preparing for your interview. This is another important aspect. So go prepared. Just like Anfisa said, don't show up without having any idea what you're, be, what you're gonna answer and what you're gonna say say about yourself but do your homework and go well prepared and so uh, this is where I would uh, wrap up this question uh, unless Anfisa has anything else she wants to add do you have anything no I just wanted to say that it's a great point I agree with them I would I, I wouldn't add anything better than that you you make all the points that I think I would bring in into the into the our top six takeaways <laughs> later on um, so great insights <laughs> Then I would say that we move into our next question. And the question is, how do I navigate the sea of job descriptions that are out there? Uh, so how do I understand if a job description is right? Uh, what job is for me? What title am I looking for? And yeah, pretty much the whole mess and complexity that the design industry <laughs> currently entails. What are your thoughts on this? I think like, you know, right? You, we, we already discussed it in the previous, I think, episode or one of the previous episodes like the titles i think like it's important to look into them and just really pick up where they are but don't look at them like this is the ultimate source of truth because usually and as we mentioned or let's say established in a previous episode is that those job descriptions sometimes are like circulating around and you know some people just pick up and copy paste uh, those job descriptions from other similar jobs 
and it's not necessarily tackled well to their company needs, especially if the company is new to UX world, if it's not super UX mature company. Let's say, yeah, if you are looking for a UX mature company, maybe, I don't know, let, let's bring up some company like Airbnb, the typical example, but like most likely they will have a very well-established culture and know exactly the levels and the competencies. And actually, um, I remember one link, uh, maybe we'll, I will find it and attach also in the show notes, but there is um, some directory online about the competencies, like how pretty UX mature companies um, find the candidates and what kind of boxes they need to check. Uh, like really they try to standardize their process and really um, kind of specifically look for people, not like random people who might work together, might not, but really exactly know what needs to be um what needs to be in the portfolio or in the CV of the candidate. So there are a few companies who are going into the process very well prepared, but I still think like 90% of the companies are not that well prepared and not that uh, mature. And most likely the job description will be a bit ambiguous or general or will probably include many different roles in it. Like the typical typical example, like you mentioned um, earlier, it would be like, do the research, do the UI, do the coding, what else, marketing maybe, like, come on, like, literally everything you can come up with in one job description. So most likely, if you see something like this, it's either not the very good job or not a very good place to work for, or they're looking for this unicorn that um, can do everything a bit, but not very well anything, like, it's not the right place also to start and build your craft, I guess. So sometimes you will see those job descriptions that they don't exactly do themselves what they're looking for. Um, And that's a problem right now on the market. So in those moments or in these situations where let's say the companies you want to target, um, they are either too UX mature and maybe it's a bit hard to get in because your portfolio doesn't fit in. Uh, Well, so you might want to start a bit somewhere in between, between let's say UX mature company or the company that doesn't know anything about UX, maybe you want to start in the BNL because that way you can still get enough chances to enroll and know exactly why you would want to enroll. But also it's not going to be super tough for you to gain your first job, right? It's somewhere in between. And so for those companies, um, if you see that, okay, the description is a bit vague or there are some questions, of course, you take it with a grain of salt. You read this job description, you understand that maybe you match under some points, but some of them are maybe not the right points for you at least and so it's it's just okay I think you can for sort of close your eyes for for the beginning and then when you have the conversation with them if you move forward um, and you kind of jump into interview you can ask those questions like okay you have this thing in the job description what does it mean for me what do you like what do you expect the candidate to do Um, what are your current people like what are people in your team currently doing what's going to be my daily life look like like what's going to be the jobs or the 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 projects i will be involved in you take the job the description with a grain of salt understand that most likely um there is a big chance it was copy pasted from something else not every company is so ux mature as as we've established many times the ux industry is not regulated it's still figuring itself out so um sometimes job descriptions are not the most ultimate sources of trust and you have to just figure it out in the interview um if if you're lucky you will have everything super well documented but yeah i think i would i would kind of um encourage you to jump in the interview and ask your questions rather than rely on that document because not always they are very well tackled 
I totally agree that uh, design titles should not necessarily be your focus in the early days of your career. So, so I think that it, it will still take a longer time for you to figure out exactly what kind of title you would love for yourself. But also, like you said, not all companies or fewer companies are mature enough to understand the role they're looking for and uh, to understand um, how to name uh, what title to choose for the for the roles that they're hiring for. So I uh, would say uh, don't focus that much on titles. Try to go for uh, generalist roles in the beginning because in the beginning you have to gather experience. Learning should be your main focus, should be your priority. And so exploring different areas of a design, of the design practice and the design process in general would be super valuable. And so don't limit yourself unless you are very um, um, decided that you want to be, for example, a UX writer, in which case you would probably want to apply to UX writing jobs because you know that's what you want to do. But if you just want to explore the design role, uh, go for a generalist uh, uh, jobs. And um, you've also uh, touched on some uh, issues or red flag, red flags that uh, could appear in uh, job descriptions. And I would love if we would uh, talk a little bit more about that, if we could expand on that. Mm -hmm. uh, what are, for your, from your experience, some red flags that junior designers should be careful of when applying uh, or searching for jobs? Okay, that's a great topic. Um, so I guess I will just um, map this on my experience from the pre like from the last year and from the few previous years when I was kind of looking for potential um, jobs. So again, take it with a grain of salt. I'm going to talk from my experiences. So for me, it's important to understand really, and again, it's coming back to self-reflection act. You need to understand what you're what you are targeting. What's your perfect job vision, right? So what I've mentioned in the beginning. So keep in mind, what do you want to get away from this job? So what, what are the competencies that you want to build? Uh, what are the culture you want to be in? What are the maybe processes you want to be? So again, you need to understand and start from yourself. What are you looking for? And ask those questions up front in the interview, like really ask about um, when you have an interview, for example, with the manager, you can ask about their processes, about their um, organizational structures, about maybe how hierarchical it is, or maybe how lean their teams are, uh, how collaborational things are. Is it by silos or is it more of a collaboration through in a box kind of setting? Do you get a chance to talk to different departments? Do you get a chance or do you just work with designers? Do designers work alone, solo, or do the designers work in pairs or in the bigger teams? So to really ask insider information, what things are looking like inside? What's the what's going to be my design job looking like when I start working on something? Then, of course, you want to understand a bit better. And so when you hear that, let's say we are working for me personally, the red flag would be if you hear that they're working in solo, that it's siloed, it's not collaborational, it's it's. Um, very, let's say, separated from each other. Uh, for me, that would be personally a red flag because I think that collaboration is the key when it comes to UX design, as, as we have established before, that design is a very uh, cross-functional kind of uh, role in the team and you need to be a part of different processes. And if you see that you're just sitting in your nice corner and uh, making things like basically taking orders from somebody then for me personally it's a red flag it's not something that will help me to grow as the UX designer who needs to challenge the status quo who needs to 
push forward the good ideas, the, the ideas that will help the users. And especially if, um, maybe that's another question to ask really, but of course, understanding how close this team or this product is to the users, really understanding what other mechanisms they have in place in order to talk to their users and hear their voice. Do we have processes established? Do we have tools for that? Do we have a people, maybe UX researchers who can at least get some information about um, the users? Because if you have like zero contact with users, most likely you'll accumulate some sort of frustration over the time because when you do the design decisions and you don't have any data to back it up, then you're working without... Um, how can you operate with the user's voice without any user voice in the company? Like you need to know that that's your main tool um, to make, to sort of back up your decisions. If you have zero touch with the users, it's going to be very hard for you to convince or make a buy-in um, on your design decisions. And most likely it will turn into the order taking um, situation when some project manager will come to you and say like, we need the screen here and we need the button here and make it make it pop and stuff like this so that's probably something you don't want to have if you want to grow as the ux designer and again take control of your career so for me personal that would be a red flag if i hear that well we don't have so many uh design user research processes in place and uh, we don't really talk to our users and not necessarily we're even open to talk to them like because we'll say we have somebody who knows it better. <laughs> so for me, that would be a red flag. Um, messy processes, lack of the user voice, um, not maybe, you know what? Actually, messy processes could be an interesting opportunity because let's say if you're more confident in yourself and you know how to build the culture, that could be a chance for you to something, you know, that could be a good opportunity. But if you're a beginner, probably you want to work in a company that has at least some basic um, understanding of the UX culture and um, how, process, how UX process actually need to work. So if you are very, let's say, in the dark and you don't know how things are working, you probably need to look for a bit more mature company to get a better fundamental and really see how things are how could things be very well established? Um, so for me, probably as a junior, that would be a big red flag if I see that they don't have any process and um, most likely that will make my life not easier at all if I start from there. Maybe it's also important to get some vibe from the people when you talk to them as to where their mindsets are. Like for example, if you talk to the manager or to the whoever is hiring you, and you can see that they are a little bit of a close-minded people who don't like the idea of the feedback or conversations around, um, that would be a little bit of a red flag for me because for me, it's very important that people would be open and, and kind of uh, caring. Um, so understanding who you will be working with is a big part of it. As for me personally, Maybe that's um, another red flag that I would look out for if I, I feel if I feel like the people there don't share the same values as I do. Uh, but that's a personal choice or personal values is something that you can only answer for yourself. And um, the last thing, I guess, again, asking a bit more about design about the design culture. So will I have the manager, my personal design manager? Will I have the one-on-ones with the manager? Will I be able to have somebody who can help me grow in the team? Will my career be a priority for you, basically? That would be the you know, thought in the back of my mind. Um, maybe like, again, so how can I, is there a chance for me to grow in this company? Is this company caring about their employees? Um, 
or I'm just like a, another pair of hands <laughs> to quickly solve some problems. So like important for me, it would be important to see what kind of culture that there is in the company. And yeah, generally understand at which level this company is would be maybe the goal. Really like how many UX roles do you have? Do you have UX writers? Do you have design managers? Do you have uh, design researchers, product designer? What are the roles? So there are lots of different questions. Maybe some of them are more personal to you, what would be important to you, but there would be also important in, in high level note it would be important to understand at which stage this company is and how open they are um, to maybe change something to improve something um, and how siloed they are those would be probably my top three main um, factors to look into um, and the red flags of course would be the opposites of, <laughs> of what I want to hear uh, from them um, yeah Actually, thank you for that, um, because you covered a lot of things that are extremely valuable for everybody who is listening. So it felt like the most comprehensive answer that we could give to this question. Uh, my only red flags are around the jobs that are demanding too many uh, skills. Or So you already mentioned it. But yeah, if you see a job post that wants you to do uh, graphic design, UX design, UI design, also some uh, UI, uh, UX strategy, and why not uh, even uh, front-end coding, then uh, yeah, run <laughs> and don't apply. Because <laughs> it's probably, yeah, it's probably a bad culture, a complete misunderstanding of the uh, UX role. And so you don't want to start there, uh, just like you said. So this is just my major, my major point on this. Yeah. So with this, uh, I think we have arrived at the point where we share our top three takeaways and I will let you go first. <laughs> okay, finally. <laughs> it was like, you caught me out of guard. I was not prepared to be the first one. Usually <laughs> I'm the second one, but that's all right. Um, okay, let's see. Um, one thing is I would definitely start from is that it's important that you build your mindset going into this process, that it's not just the companies that you know, have thousands of applicants and it's very hard uh, for you to break into it. You need to start from the mind, like start from a more confident place. And that's why I think you mentioned earlier that having a mentor or somebody who could help you out um, in this process would really help you. So it's important to start a bit on the confident note, understanding what are your worth, what are you good at? Like, even if you're just the beginner, I know that it could, it could feel tough and the competition is fierce around, but don't, don't look into others. Think about yourself. What are you good at? Be confident in yourself. Know that what you are worth. What are your soft skills? What are your hard skills? What are your uh, interests, passions? What can you bring on the table? Sometimes, even if you don't know something, you can turn it into a benefit by positioning yourself. Like, I'm eager. I'm, I'm almost like uh, starving to learn. Like, you can literally start from the introspection and understand what are you worth and with that in mind it would be a bit easier for you to go into process understand it it's that it's not just them who who look for through like thousands of amazing candidates but also you also look for the best company fit and you know what you're worth and that you're not desperate to get the job opportunity because otherwise you'll die or something you really need to start from a more confident place and have this mindset that it's a it's it's a mutual match it's not like one-sided and you just need to fit in for <laughs> like at any cost you really need somebody to help you out building this mindset and um helping you out pushing you nudging you towards thinking and focusing on yourself rather than the pool of amazing candidates and you're probably not worse enough or something uh start from yourself 
make sure you have in mind that it's a mutual match. If they don't pick you, that's because you're not a perfect match. That's all right. You move on, you search for your company. But also they could not be a great match for you when you ask those questions and you see that maybe, you know, some things are not working well there. Uh, maybe I don't want to work there because again, it's, it's maybe worse to pay early, but save later, you know, like to look for the company that will not, that will help you to grow in the future. Because when you search for a company, you're most likely searching for an opportunity for a year or more, a few years. And that is a lot of time investment. So maybe you want to save a bit earlier and go through some interviews and like, let's say, say no to a few companies in the first two months, then later in the next two years, struggle a lot throughout the company and the choice you've made. So be sure that you are also searching for the company that um, needs to fit in well with your career vision. Um, and that's totally all right. You, you just need to understand that, yes, you're one of many, but you are worth something. Everybody from us is worth something. And when you are coming in with the very, like, from a very incontinent place, it's very, it's very hard to evaluate you and assess your skills. And it's like you're, you're uh, making yourself vulnerable by being not confident in yourself in the beginning. So know what's your worth. Just be ready for that question. Um, I think another takeaway would be to just um, have vision in mind. I think that's a part of the first one, but it kind of gets into the second point or takeaways that having a vision about your career is important first uh, point or starting point understanding where do you target why do you target um what are the competences competencies i want to build and what should be the company culture looking like like do they have design department what's the maturity level what how many roles they have what kind of company operations they have and stuff like this so have a portrait let's say <laughs> we always like to come back or this like reference to the persona profile but uh, maybe <laughs> moving into the job hunting, you also need to have a job profile, job uh, persona sort of <laughs> profile where you list exactly what um, what are the qualities of the companies you want to search. And maybe that notion, um, notion template uh, for the goals or the priorities for yourself could help you out. I will leave, just, just as I said, I will leave the notion link down below in the show notes. So I will jump in and share my takeaways. Uh, I think they're pretty much along the lines of everything you just said, but I just want to restate them. So the main takeaway is uh, that you should start with yourself, with understanding yourself, your needs, your um, your skills, your qualities, your value, your background, understand yourself very well, and especially understand your goals and start from, uh, from mapping out um, yourself and understanding who you are. So this is the main takeaway. The second takeaway uh, from uh, my side is that um, you should be also uh, paying a lot of attention to the company. So it's quite similar to what you said. I just want to make sure that I, uh, I, I, I name it as an important takeaway for myself as well. Make sure that the company you're joining is something that can also give you back. So not just uh, feel like companies are doing you a favor for hiring you because you're a junior designer and you just need experience, but also make sure that you're getting a, a good learning experience in return and uh, not just a good learning experience, but a good environment to work with, uh, to work in and uh, a product that you're excited for, a team that you like and so on. So don't sell yourself short. If you're a junior designer, it doesn't mean that uh, people should uh, um, take advantage of you. 
This is the second takeaway. The third takeaway would be that you really need to prepare for your job hunt. So don't treat it like something that's, uh, I don't know, too spontaneous or relaxed or you should you should do your homework. You should invest time in it. You should invest time in preparing your portfolio and preparing your uh, presentation and preparing your speech and getting ready for the interview. So uh, take it seriously and be consistent consistent about it make sure that you create a routine of applying to jobs of uh, reaching out to recruiters reaching out to other designers so um, yeah probably you could even apply the freshly learned design process to your uh, UX uh, job hunt so uh, yeah treat it like a design challenge and be serious about it because otherwise uh, it will be really hard uh, that you succeed because there are a lot of people doing it at the same time. So if you if you invest time in it, you will increase your chances of finding a job fast. So these are my top three takeaways. And with these being said, um, I just want to ask you, Anfisa, if you have any final thoughts or we close this episode um, with uh, with another interesting topic discussed on the Honest UX Talks. No, I think you just nailed it. I was like nodding my head. I don't know if you could feel this from the, from the microphone or from the headphones you have, but I was nodding heavily and yes totally i totally agree with you all the points especially about the don't sell yourself short is super 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 important to keep in mind so please if you're listening take a sticky note and write it down right now in front of you <laughs> um so yeah just wanted to agree with you and um, i think that's it for today i think we have covered a lot and um thank you again for another another great conversation and a great um another great episode with you Thank you so much, Anfisa. Uh, it was a pleasure as always and my weekly UX therapy. So it's, it's always, uh, it does wonders for my mood and uh, energy. So thank Thanks. you for this conversation. Where can people find us? You're the one who Ooh, gives the disclaimer. Professional, the question. <laughs> um, people can find us on Instagram. They could find us under Honest um, UX Talks and uh, you can DM us anytime. Feel free to pop your question. If you have any struggles, any Anything you want us to cover in the next episode feel free to do this we will try to be as responsive as possible uh, and on that note thank you so much again guys for listening we are very happy to have you um, and uh, i hope we'll see you on the next episode bye bye everybody bye everybody bye.